Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning. Good morning and welcome to the Morning Report. My name is Willie Lawson. It is a gas, a pleasure to be here. Sorry we're a little tardy. We had the internet people in here uh, this morning working on the system. Uh, we were adding some improvements to our internet system uh, and I'm you won't be able to hear the difference but trust me <laughs> they're improvements and uh, that made us a little tardy but uh, we're here now uh, we're doing the morning report while it's still morning on the east coast I trust that you are well and that you had a restful and restorative weekend uh, hopefully you got out you did you did a few things you got out with the fam you got some uh, like my friend says you got some some sun on your skin meat and uh, you are out uh, enjoying some some good vitamin D and some uh, ultraviolet waves to kill off any of that pesky virus. And uh, you got a little exercise. Build up your immune system because that's really, you know, long term, that's really the deal, kids. Everything else is just nonsensical ridiculousness. So, it, you know, we, you know the, the, the wife got some um, vitamin C, although they're gummies and they're mostly candy, but we got them, and I'm I'm I want to eat them until I get some real vitamin C, um, <laughs> you know. And zinc is almost impossible to find because all the all the real health food people have already gotten the zinc and they're taking it uh, to protect themselves already. So we this is why we may be seeing um, a, a a less virulent uh, coronavirus. Because people are starting to protect themselves in the ways that make actual actually make sense, not a stupid mask that has a picture of a dog's mouth on it. Uh, when we know we see virologists, just they've got they've got a real surgical mask, a face mask, and goggles, and gowns, and gloves, and you know what? And that and now we're being told that mask you buy on Amazon of the you know that has a dog face on it, yeah, that'll protect you as well. <laughs> and worse, that it'll protect somebody else. That's really the horrible part. All right, uh, we're going to get started today um, here in a little bit. Uh, we've got um, some things to talk about. Uh, we're going to bust this myth, and I heard about this, Kali, a couple of days ago. A friend called me, and uh, we had a conversation about these unidentified and unmarked federal law enforcements there. You know, thumping heads in Portland. Yeah, we're gonna talk about that a little bit. We're also going to have um, a, a, little, a little discussion, and this is an ouchy discussion, really, about um, how come the media is silent, absolutely silent, about Bill Clinton's involvement with Epstein and Epstein Island and Fantasy Island there. Just, Giselle Maxwell's um, case has, has unlocked a lot of documents, and it is obvious, it is apparent, it is almost undeniable 
at this point that Bill Clinton was on the island numerous times along with some other fairly powerful New Yorkers. We're going to talk about that too. And we're also going to mention um, the woke pro sports um, contingent. And uh, what a mistake I think that is. We're going to talk about, we're going to talk about that uh, a little bit and what a horrific mistake that is for them. I mean, for, not for me, but for them. All right. And um, so we'll get back to that in just a little bit. Thank you ever so much for um, showing up this morning to the morning report. Uh, we'll be back right after these messages. If you are a true blue conservative, small businesses are near and dear to your heart. They are the lifeblood of our life and economy. I believe this, and that's why my florist is not a website or phone number. My florist is Blooming Days Flower Shop, Tampa's premier flower shop. At 11618 North Florida Avenue here in Tampa, Florida, and at 6835 State Road 54 in Newport Ritchie. Call Christine at 813-933-1942 and at 727-232-6900. She can also be reached on the web at www.bloomingdays.com. One of the things that I get asked most is where can I get information that is not tainted with liberal bias, especially here in the Tampa Bay area? Well, now I have the answer. DBCTampa.com, a website by and for Tampa area conservatives. Tampa's leading conservative voices speak freely at tbctampa.com. And you can too. So join the fun and enjoy the freedom at tbctampa.com. All right, welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you ever so much for spending a little time with us this morning. Let's go ahead and get started. Um, you know, there are these, you know, these reports and the Democrats and some of the media outlets are going bananas over supposedly Trump sending out these, quote, unidentified and unmarked federal law enforcement officers to squash the, quote, mostly peaceful. I like that, mostly peaceful. Well, except for the part where they're throwing fireworks and Molotov cocktails at federal buildings. Yeah, except for that part. Um, in Portland, Oregon, they claimed it was the final stages of fascism that had come to the United States and was meant to be the distraction from Trump's administration handle, administrative handling of COVID-19. Jesus. In any case, so the unmarked federal agents arresting people in Portland explained Vox's headline stating, Secret Police Force. Feds reportedly pulled Portland protesters into unmarked vehicles, stirring outrage. USA Today reported, yeah. Mysterious arrest video with unidentified police raises questions, was how CNN reported the situation. The New York Magazine put it like this. Unidentified federal agents are detaining protesters in Portland. Okay. Here's the deal. 
you know, this all kicked off uh, after um, a videotape showing officers arresting someone and taking them into an unmarked van. Stop. What police department in the United States, even in Sparta, Mississippi, in the heat of the night, doesn't have an unmarked vehicle? As a matter of fact, my guess is all of them. I imagine every damn one, if they've got if they've got two cars, one's marked and one's not. So having an unmarked vehicle is not a sign of friggin' anything, is it? Okay. Uh, because of the poor camera work from the woman recording the video, and it was nighttime, it was hard to see the patches on the arm that showed what agency the the officers were from. However, um, if you go to the uh, fightbackmedia.com website, I will try to have these videos up, and you will see, you will see clearly the big police patch on their chest. Big, big-ass patch spelled in English that says police on their chest. So this idea that there were these unmarked, unidentified people running around and just snatch people off the street, it's nonsense. So when you're having discussion with people today or tomorrow about such things, just send them to the website. As soon as I'm done here, I'm going to pop these videos up there and they'll be there for you to see. Fightbackmedia.com, fightbackmedia.com, fightbackmedia.com. It will be there on the front page for you to see. Yourself. So you can see them yourself. It's nonsense. And it's because they have nothing. During um, uh, during this reporter's time in Cleveland, I mean in Portland, he was able to see what agencies the officers were with, whether it was U.S. Marshals, Customs, Border Protection, or the Department of Homeland Security. The officers did not act without first being attacked. Now, there's actually evidence of people who were there said it wasn't this this narrative that mainstream media and the left and Democrat politicians are trying to portray that these people just got descended on, on, on Portland and just started cracking heads. Although I wouldn't be object, and, and the bad thing for me is that I probably wouldn't be object to that. Uh, if you're peacefully pro- if you're peacefully protesting, now we have to un- we have to understand that peacefully protesting doesn't mean throwing rocks and bottles. That's not peaceful. That's not peaceful. It's blocking traffic so people can't get by. Impeding the freedom of somebody else. Impeding the freedom of somebody else. If I'm driving down Main Street and you are and you are locked hand in hand or laying in the street on Main Street, I just want to go down Main Street. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to get involved. I just want to go down Main Street. You laying there impeding my freedom of movement violates my First Amendment rights and thus you are out of the realm of peaceful. So we have evidence that that none of these officers from these departments, and again, these are the, these are the departments. This is not some 
brown shirt police force. This is U.S. Marshals, Customs and Border Protection, or the, par- or the Department of Homeland Security. These are people by law that can be dispatched to protect federal property. And they were only there to protect federal property. They were not there to crack heads and deal with the wanton crime and disruption that Portland, Chicago, and Seattle are experiencing. As you might remember, it wasn't the federal troops that came in to bust up Chaz. It, it wasn't. So there you go. So on Tuesday night, the Federal Protective Services gave at least six warnings to the crowd that had gathered to stop throwing projectiles and heavy-duty fireworks. Stop starting fires. There's, there's a videotape I saw on Twitter where one of the protesters lit, them, lit their own ass on fire. Dumbass. Darwinism at its best. And breaching the fences that had been put around the Hatfield, excuse me, yeah, the Hatfield Federal Courthouse. When it became clear that they would not stop and leave on their own, officers then came out to push rioters away from the fence. Officers who were tasked with putting out fires with hoses were attacked by rioters who continued to throw glass bottles and fireworks, which they then responded by firing pepper balls and throwing flashbangs. It started to become particularly dangerous for officers as some of the, quote, fireworks being thrown were not actual fireworks, but improvised explosives. They're throwing damn bombs at the officers. You gotta be kidding me. This is from the U.S. Attorney um, in Oregon. A Portland man has been charged with arson after throwing a large explosive device at the Hadfield Federal Courthouse during, during a protest on July 28, 2020. Investigations by the U.S. Marshals and a- ATF Seattle um, are um, have been filed. Wednesday saw similar action where, again, federal agents did not come out to stop rioters until they were giving at least two warnings from the Federal Protection Services. The unmarked vans made their appearances early Thursday morning and they were used to try to arrest the rioters who were throwing projectiles by the fence. Officers were unsuccessful in apprehending anyone at that moment. Since the, this person was wearing a, a vest marked press, he didn't, didn't have any issues. So you want to know who this person is? I'll, I'll, you know, I'll give them credit because you know, they were there. Let me go up here. So our friend Julio Rojas from townhall.com says he was wearing his his press badge and didn't have any problem at all. He was in the right place, doing what he was instructed to do. Everything was cool. You imagine. You're just trying to put out the fires with water hoses, and people are throwing bombs at you, improvised explosives. Crazy. Uh, Ro- Ro- Ross says, since I was wearing a, a blue ballistic vest marked press, I did not have any issues with the federal officers. When I was behind their line to get video from their pers- from their perspective, one U.S. Marshal asked if I was taking care of myself and warned it was a dangerous place to be. Right after that conversation, a rider threw a firework and all hell broke loose again. The officers deployed tear gas and fell back. The marked VHS vehicle I was close to was starting to get hit with projectiles. The one that was marked, Department of Homeland Security, started getting hit with 
with projectiles, rocks, bottles, whatever. As for the officers not having their names visible instead of having unique numbers and letters on their uniform that is protect them from doxing attempts, protesters in Virginia have already shown have already shown up to act DHS Secretary Chad Wolf's home and have promised to return. So, <clears throat> yes, they didn't have their names out there. Would you? Would you? Who would? While it made for good headlines and tweets, the officers that had to be deployed to Portland were not, quote, secret police, end quote, or, quote, stormtroopers. They were just terrorized that were just terrorizing women and children and puppies at 100% peaceful protest. From what I saw, officers only responded after enduring hours of attack from the crowd. Hmm. Interesting. We, we live in this time that uh, eventually, eventually the truth comes out. If we could just hold, everybody just hold your powder for a second, keep your powder dry, hold your water for a second, truth comes out. So this idea of stormtroopers that you hear from the um, Democrat politicians on Capitol Hill. None of that crap is, none of that crap is true. And this is why they are losing. This is the last screams, gasps, noise from a dying beast. It looks scary now. It's spitting fire and it's spitting brimstone and it's spitting venom. But it's dying. And and it knows it's dying. And they're trying to scare it's trying to scare you off. Stay on the neck of the beast. Do not let up. Something I put on my Facebook page. I will not back down. I, I, I will not back off and I will not back down. I will not. This is how I fight my battles. I was fine. I wasn't bothering you. And then you came at me. And this is what you get. All right, we'll be back right after these messages. One of the things that I get asked most is where can I get information that is not tainted with liberal bias? especially here in the Tampa Bay area? Well, now I have the answer. DBCTampa.com A website by and for Tampa area conservatives. Tampa's leading conservative voices speak freely at TBCTampa.com And you can too. So join the fun and enjoy the freedom at TBCTampa.com If you are a true blue conservative, small businesses are near and dear to your heart. They are the lifeblood of our life and economy. I believe this, and that's why my florist is not a website or phone number. My florist is Blooming Days Flower Shop, Tampa's premier flower shop. At 11618 North Florida Avenue here in Tampa, Florida, and at 6835 State Road 54 in Newport Ritchie. Call Christine at 813-933-1942 and at 
232-6900. She can also be reached on the web at www.bloomingdays.com. My name is Willie Lawson, and um, The Morning Report is a product and production of FightBackMedia.com, FightBackMedia.com, FightBackMedia.com. All right, um, this story is so awful. I mean, it's just terrible. Now, I got to tell you, when this happened, you know, when I first saw the whole, quote, Pizzagate thing. I was like, oh, God, stop. Just stop. Because I'm like most people. I'm thinking there's no way. There's absolutely friggin' no way that, that, that any of this has really any truth. It's it's just, first of all, it's just too damn terrible. It's too awful. To believe, I mean, just, it's just, it was awful. I just like, no. And I... And I didn't, and you know, if you follow me, you know, I didn't talk about it. I didn't mention it at all. I, I was hoping that it would just freaking go away. And then this dude, Epstein, gets arrested, right? And we start to find out that, yeah, this guy, Epstein, was like pimping out these kids to some of the elites. Which is why we were hearing, you know, it, it, it all these things go together where pedophilia was uh, not uh, some sort of um, crime. It was just some sort of choice. That man-boy love was just a choice. And as long as the kids don't mind, what's the harm, right? That's the message that some of the elite in these so-called psychological world we're trying to present. We started seeing that. And I was like, yeah, what? Was this Sodom and Gomorrah? What the the hell? But now it goes on. So Epstein goes to, you know, what gets, gets charged, gets, gets charged, gets, gets arrested, gets put in uh, a prison and then (sighs) dies under arguably bizarre circumstances. There isn't any way that, no matter what side of the aisle that you're on, that you don't think that that whole thing went down weird. That you, I mean, you can't be an adult. I'm sorry. You can't be an adult and not have questions about how that whole, oh, whole Epstein thing went down. That somehow he managed to hang himself while guards were who were supposed to be there were watching him and and the camera that was supposed to be on him suddenly didn't work how in it 
just doesn't add up, right? It just doesn't add up. No matter what you believe, it that part of it doesn't add up. So Epstein's dead. We heard about that, you know, they had some connection to the Clintons. Epstein commits suicide. I guess he's just so wrought or overwrought with his sins that he just couldn't do it. Throws himself off the bridge. Kills himself, in, you know, in, in his prison cell. But it now doesn't stop. This Lane Maxwell, who was supposed to be, uh, who allegedly was his assistant that helped set up these encounters, not only um, grooming these children, these children, but basically um, putting together these encounters with these children, with these men, and she knew everything, and even, as we're going to find out, may even have participated in some of these activities. And unfortunately, former President Bill Clinton is somehow involved. In an article in townhall.com by Matt Vespa, it reads, in, in VIP, we noted, and that's their VIP service that you can, you can sign up for if you go to townhall.com. Uh, we noted how Bill Clinton is earning his, quote, Slick Willie moniker regarding the latest bombshell from the trove of Jeff- Jeffrey Epstein, Giselle Maxwell documents that unsealed last week. That being former President Bill Clinton being spotted on Epstein's infamous pedophile island. Of course, the Clinton camp denies the former president was ever there. But Maxwell has alleged that there are tapes of two prominent politicians having sex with minors. Maxwell, Epstein's alleged partner in in coordinating these depraved sex acts with underage children, was recently arrested by federal authorities, denied bail, and is being held in the same federal facility as Epstein before his highly suspicious suicide. With three passports and numerous accounts with millions of dollars, she's a flight risk. She, she's reportedly been given paper clothes so she can't hurt herself. Hmm. Interesting. Still, the former president being spotted on the island with minors. That seems like at least something to look into, right? Yeah, I mean, okay. So, so th- this, you know, we we know that a lot of the rest of this is this is a, this is a, this is the awful part. We know that a lot of the rest of this is true. We know that Ep- Jeffrey Epstein had this island where there were these children on it that were pimped out for sex with people. If you had enough money and you were connected and you wanted to have sex with a 11-year-old, then you could. If you were, you had money and you were connected. That part of this horrific, hard-to-deal-with story is absolutely true. So to find out if Bill Clinton was involved there, because Jeffrey Epstein was a Clinton ally. He was connected with some of the world's richest and most powerful families. To simply put it, there's definitely a motive regarding seeing both Epstein and Maxwell to be put six feet under. 
We're not saying that it happened to Epstein. Though, again, like I said a minute ago, the circumstances surrounding his death are amazingly irregular. Matt Vessel puts it that way. Amazingly irregular. Almost with perfect alignment of events and actions that would make um, way for his death. Anyway, the point is he's gone. And with these new documents, you think that there would be at least some mention of the mainstream circuits. We're not expecting much, but it's been really quiet. I mean like German U-boats in the black pit of silence. Nothing. They are suffocating this story with a pillow, and those who report on it barely give it the light of day. It is shocking, no? It is expected from the... But it's expected from these clowns. Yes, a former president was seen dabbling in some debauched island with an indicted child sex trafficker. That seems like a problem, right? Now, how do you, how are we sure? And I'm going to take a turn from this. Uh, I'm going to take a slight detour. How are we sure that Donald Trump's not involved in any of this? Because it would be front center. 24-7, CNN would would open up a brand new channel that would just be talking about this day and night, 24-7-365. The videos would be leaked now. It'd be all over. There'd be a new, a, a new social media um, app that just talked about that there would be congressional investigations after investigations there'd be a new chat there'd be a new there'd be new tv channels dedicated to it magazines dedicated to it i guarantee it if donald trump was was involved in any way shape or uh, a federal, back to the article, a federal judge on Thursday unsealed a trove of court documents related to Jeffrey Epstein and Giselle Maxwell as the latter awaits trial. In it, Virginia um, Guffrey, who accused Epstein and Maxwell of sexually abusing her, details incident that she witnessed on the pair, by, uh, of, of the pair having sex with girls as young as 15 years old. But that's not all. 15 years old. Kids. Kids. But that's not all. Um, Guffrey uh, reveals that the unsealed interview from the 2011, 2011 that former President Bill Clinton visited Epstein's private island, Little St. James Island, along with Maxwell with and two young girls from New York. I remember asking Jeffrey, what's Bill Clinton doing here kind of thing. And he laughed it off and said, he owes me a favor, Jeffrey said in her interview. But this sensational story involving former President Bill Clinton last seen eulogizing John Lewis just last week has barely caught the attention of the legacy media. While the story has been covered dozens of times on Fox News, CNN viewers haven't heard anything about it. Unless they saw one report on 6, 6 a.m. on Friday morning. Nothing this weekend. In MSNBC, 
Literally not a single mention, according to TV eyes. Bill Clinton's alleged trip to Pedophile Island was not mentioned once today on the Sunday shows. In fact, it hasn't been mentioned at all by ABC or CBS. To NBC's credit, it was covered on the Today Show Friday morning. What does this tell us about the Acela media? Quite a bit. As Glenn Greenwald tweeted Friday night, I don't think there's a bigger gap between A, the importance of multi-layered and fascinating um, aspects of a news story, and B, the mainstream media's weirdly steadfast avoidance of, of it than the Jeffrey Epstein saga. The media has largely avoided this story while the media remains intertwined with it. It was, this is, this, this, this is some, some insanity here. It was less than 10 years ago that Jeffrey Epstein was sitting down for dinner with some famous house guests. A short 18 months after he was released from jail after pleading guilty to a lesser charge of solicitation of prostitution with a minor, ABC's anchor, George Stephanopoulos, who, who was who? He was Bill Clinton's press secretary. Uh, AB, um, former NBC and CBS anchor Katie Couric was there. Former E! and Netflix host Chelsea Handler was, was too. Why were they there? They've all said it was... It, they all said it was one and the only time they, they met Epstein and they were unaware of his past. How in the world is George Stephanopoulos? He was the a presidential press secretary. How does he not know who Jeffrey Epstein was? And the story about Jeffrey Epstein having to plead guilty to soliciting prostitution from a minor. Are you buying that? So on one hand, so one hand you have New York elites who uh, intermingle with Epstein, but then we introduce former Bill Clinton, former President Bill, former President Bill Clinton, as Drew Holden documents in his Twitter thread, and there was almost uniform silence connecting Clinton and Epstein after Thursday night. The story um, from every media major media organization. It just, I mean, they were talking about everybody else, and then suddenly you mentioned Bill Clinton, and it's like, no, no, no. Oh, one more thing. You know, and the FBI knew about Epstein's creepiness as, as well and did nothing. They knew. Despite being in contact with one of the accusers before uh, his formal indictments on sex uh, child sex trafficking charges last year. They also had a photo of Jeffrey with Prince Andrew before their 2011 interview with her. They already, they already knew. Let me read some of these tweets real quick. Um, in the CVRA case, Edwards, starting in 2011, and Cassell, starting in 2014, have represented the plaintiff in attempting to obtain a uh, obtain joinder in the pending action. On December 30th, 2014, Cassell and Edwards filed a pleading titled Jane Doe No. 3 and Jane Doe No. 4, motion pursuant to Rule 21 for joinder in action. They want to join the case. Um, in the CVRA case, um, let's see, Menager, 
declare uh, x all the um, the joint the joinder motion. The joinder motion contained a number of allegations on behalf of Jane Doe number three, who is actually uh, Joffrey that we just talked about, who saw this happen. Um, the allegations include that Epstein also sexually tra- trafficked then minor Jane Doe three her, uh, making her available for sex to politically connected and financially powerful people. The the politically connected and financially powerful people identified by Edwards and Cassell by name in the Joinder motion have, as having sexual relations with Jane Doe three were Prince, Prince Andrew, Duke of York, Ms. Maxwell, Giselle. So, like I said, this woman was also involved in this. Jean-Luc Brunel and Alan Dershowitz. Yes, the teaching at Yale, Alan Dershowitz. One such powerful individual that Epstein forced then minor Jane Doe three to have sexual relations with was former Harvard Law, not Yale, sorry, he's a Harvard man, uh, law professor Alan Dershowitz, a close friend of Epstein's and well-known criminal defense attorney. Epstein required Jane Doe three to have sexual relations with Dershowitz on numerous occasions while she was a minor, not only in Florida, but also on a private pl- on private planes in New York, New Mexico, and the U.S. Virgin Islands. So he took a minor across state lines for to prostitute them. Hmm. In addition to being a participant uh, in the abuse of Jane Doe three and other minors, Dershowitz was an eyewitness to the sexual abuse of many other minors by Epstein and several of Epstein's co-conspirators. Maxwell. Dershowitz would later play a significant role in negotiating the MPA on Epstein's behalf. Indeed, Dershowitz helped negotiate an agreement that provided immunity from federal prosecution in the Southern District of Florida, not only to Epstein, but but to any potential conspirators of Epstein, MPA at five. Thus, Dershowitz helped negotiate an agreement with a provision that provided protection for himself against criminal prostitution in, uh, prosecution in Florida for sexually abusing Jane Doe three. We know who she is because of this broad immunity would have a controversial if it's disclosed. Dershowitz, along with other members of Epstein's defense team and the government, tried to keep the immunity provision secret from all of Epstein's victims and the general public, even though such secrecy violated the Criminal Victims' Rights Act. This is terrible. This is so awful. And what we're not hearing about is any of it. I don't like it because, well, it involves the abuse of children. And a lot of people are attracted to the story because of its its salaciousness. I don't do salacious stories. You know, I didn't, you know, get involved in the whole Stormy Daniels thing that, okay, because it was salacious. And this is sick. Salacious, but sick. The idea that these powerful people, these well-connected, powerful, rich people in New York were able to have access to children to have sex with. 
And like like it wasn't nothing. Like it's something you do on a Saturday night. Saturday night, when you want to go bowling, or you want to go some, you want to abuse some kids. Should we go to the movie, or should I have sex with a fifteen-year-old? Hmm. What are you What are you in the mood for, honey? What the hell? What the hell? And Trump is Beelzebub. Not buying it. We'll be back right after this. If you are a true blue conservative, small businesses are near and dear to your heart. They are the lifeblood of our life and economy. I believe this, and that's why my florist is not a website or phone number. My florist is Bloomingdale's Flower Shop, Tampa's premier flower shop, at 11618 North Florida Avenue here in Tampa, Florida, and at 6835 State Road 54 in Newport Ritchie. Call Christine at 813-933-1942 and at 727-232-6900. She can also be reached on the web at www.bloomingdays.com. One of the things that I get asked most is where can I get information that is not tainted with liberal bias, especially here in the Tampa Bay area? Well, now I have the answer. dbctampa.com, a website by and for Tampa area conservatives. Tampa's leading conservative voices speak freely at tbctampa.com, and you can too. So join the fun and enjoy the freedom at tbctampa.com. Welcome back. We appreciate you being here. It is exciting. It is exciting. It is exciting. Um, you know, I wanted to talk a little bit about the woke sports thing. Uh, you know, in the NBA has always been out front in their social activism. <clears throat> now, I'm not so old and crotchety and set in my ways to not be able to understand where the NBA is as a league. The NBA is is dominated by young, young, in their 20, in their 20s, black men. It's just, I mean, there, there, there isn't any way, there's no way to deny that. It's And its fan base is similar. Its fan base is similar. Its fan base is a lot of young black people. I mean, I understand that. But that's not his entire fan base. 
and what the NBA in particular, and I'm using him as an example, has chosen to do may indeed make the workplace environment for owners, coaches, and um, the the commissioner of the league easier and pal- more palatable and allow them to actually sell their product. It is a short-sightedness that I believe will, in, will end up costing the league uh, a lot. Maybe even as its existence in its current form. As you probably already know, the, the, um, the NBA is playing in what they call the bubble. The bubble is not far from where I'm sitting now. The bubble is in Orlando in um, Disney Sports um, Complex. The idea because of, uh, of COVID-19, nobody in, nobody out. Once you're in the bubble, you're in the bubble. And if you have to go out uh, and come back, then you have to send 14 days in quarantine. Uh, NBA players get tested every day. Part of what you do. You get up in the morning, you get tested for COVID-19. Um, so pretty soon, they're going to, if not already, they're going to have a really clean environment. Because it isn't just the players. It's, it's everybody. The coaches, assistant coaches, everybody who's, quote, in the bubble will be tested for, for COVID-19. And after a while, after you know, two months of everybody being tested, you're going to have a pretty safe environment. Now, I don't know what else they need to be tested for, you know, but as far as COVID, you should have a pretty safe environment because they're not playing in masks and the people who are sitting, who get to sit in the crowd um, in these pretty small arenas, they're basically ballrooms that got turned into basketball courts aren't sitting there wearing masks and they're they're small enough that people aren't socially distancing either. But you've got an environment that the NBA hopes they can control. So if you haven't seen it, that's what they're doing. And what they're also doing is they're um they're in talks. The uh, players association is in talk with the leagues to allow the players to have on their on their jerseys instead of their name some bit of social activism. Maybe the name of somebody who was uh, murdered by police. Some bit of social activism, whatever they choose. And if you actually tune into one of the games, you'll see, or one of the videotapes, you will see that Black Lives Matter is on the floor of the arena that surrounds, it's on the sidelines surrounding center court. A half court on the near the sideline, but definitely on the floor. You can you can you can see it is easily easily read. It's not misunderstood. It's not you know it's they're not trying to hide it. It's right there. The NFL again. Let's go back. The NFL with this with a similar demographic in player. I don't think that the same demographic in, in, in viewer, in, in audience, is the same. I think that the NFL probably has a more diverse customer base or viewer base, and it's older. Yes, a lot of kids watch football. A lot of kids love football. A lot of black kids love football. A lot of white kids love football. But I think it's older, too. 
because of just because of the nature of the game and the um, how a lot of us view you know a lot of us view our teams and and the and the and the age of the league and the number of cities it's in. I think that the product is different. There's a lot of reasons. It's marketed differently. Um, is in in negotiations, players in negotiation with um, with the league about doing something similar with jerseys. Uh, there will be things painted in in the end zone. Stop. I think one of them is stop ra- end racism. Put end racism, whatever. And I think that they will be doing their social activism as well. Uh, and this is again, including the the allowing players to kneel and not just players, but coaches and assistants and ball boys and whomever referees, even kneeling the national anthem, wearing black lives matters, t-shirts in solidarity with whomever. I don't know. We've, see, we've seen it in um, some of the openings for baseball. Baseball is being played in a similar fashion. No fans. Um, people, you know, teams are only playing in, you know, when in their division, East playing East, West playing West, that kind of thing. Cut down on travel. And all of these things have turned into, I'm, I'm going to say they, they've, they've They've turned into wrestling because it, they're basically made for TV events. Hockey. Just recently, there was a picture, a, a photograph of, um, released of. There was, I think, there aren't many black players, but hockey. All the players have been standing for the national anthems, and I say anthems that way because. There are teams that, that are from Canada that uh, if you go to a hockey game and you are the Tampa Bay Lightning and you play the Montreal Canadiens, there will be the playing of the National Anthem, the Star Spangled Banner, and there will be a playing of O Canada. It's a tradition they've had in the NHL forever, and that's how they do it. And now there are there's a, there's a picture that was released of one of the black play one of the black players kneeling doing the national anthem and two of the other players standing touching him in solidarity while all the other players are standing hmm. there you go and the and what's interesting about the NHL is you know even even dipping their toe into this water it seems like from a a, a marketing standpoint a financial standpoint is first of all not necessary and dangerous, even because you're not going to gain it. You're not going to gain any more viewers by the nature of your sport, by the nature of how it's been marketed, by the nature of the people who play it. You're not going to gain more viewers. There isn't any reason to dip your toe into that water. And for all of them, they all seem to forget the players, the coaches. The administrators of the league all seem to forget that they are in the entertainment business. 
Did you hear me? I'll say it again. I'll say it again, LeBron James. You are in the entertainment business. You're not curing cancer. You're not saving lives. You're not. You're in, you are an entertainer. Let's not forget that, kids. I, you know what? And I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say this because I'm running, out, I'm running out of daylight for this movie. I, I appreciate what it took for you to get to where you are, the level uh, 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 where you are, so you can provide entertainment for me at a high level. I appreciate that, and I'm not trying to diminish that in any way, shape, or form. I'm not. But it's really important that you understand where you are. I know you believe now you have a platform and you have to be socially responsible. But your job is to make me smile. It's a great job. It's one of, it, it, it's one of the most important things that you, that you do is you make me smile. And this goes for the woke the pro players. This goes for all the woke actors and actresses in Hollywood. Your job is to make me smile. It's a super important thing to do. Especially now. Now in particular. Your job is not to make me think. Your job is to make me smile. To make me forget about my troubles for it an hour or two hours or four hours, no matter how long the games are. That's what your job is. And for the most part, you do. But when you stop doing that, people will look for a release somewhere else. They will look for a release somewhere else. Their time away from the intensity of our lives. Nothing, you know, not much more gives me that dopamine release than a Buccaneer football win. I love a Buccaneer football win. I do. Makes me feel good the rest of the day. If the Bucks win at 1 o'clock on Sunday, it's a great day. It's a great Monday. If the Bucks win at 9 o'clock on Monday night, Monday night game, it's a great rest of the week. It is. It makes me smile. It makes me happy. Right? Because that's their job. If I watch a Dave Chappelle special that doesn't make me laugh, I'm horrifically disappointed. And I'm off to find somewhere that makes me laugh, that makes me feel good. I'm telling you, woke athletes, woke actors, you are crapping where you eat. At some point, a lot of people will just simply start making other choices and other 
decisions about where they get their entertainment from. And it's ultimately going to, co- going to cost not only dis- you money, it's going to cost you your lifestyle. And all those people aren't racist. They're not. There's, they are just people that, like I just mentioned. And I trust that you know that. I trust that you're good with it. My name is Willie Lawson. This is The Morning Report, a production of FightBackMedia.com. FightBackMedia.com. We'll be back tomorrow. Same bad time, same bad, same bad channel. If you like what we do, again, go to FightBackMedia.com and um, let us know. Scroll down until you find the, the, the contact me information. Let us know who you are. Give us a compliment. Give us a comment, give us a compliment, give us a criticism. Can't wait to hear from you. All right, until we see you again, go out there and learn something, love somebody, and for goodness sakes, y'all take care of yourself. We will see you when we see you. Bye-bye now. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.